0: Welcome to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, the ultimate resource for business success and growth. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and I'm thrilled to be joining you on this exciting journey. Currently, I hold the position of VP and GM of NWS Canada. Additionally, I take pride in being the author of the critically acclaimed book, Never Sit in the Lobby. Throughout this podcast, my mission is crystal clear to equip you with the strategies and insights you need to not only establish a strong presence in front of your clients but also to take meaningful action and maintain that position. After all, being a pleasure to do business with is the key to fostering lasting connections in the corporate world. Together, we'll explore the art of not just building a successful and profitable company, but also cultivating a high-performing team that's capable of achieving remarkable results. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or anyone looking to excel in the world of commerce, this podcast is tailored to help you thrive. If you're eager to be part of the conversation, I encourage you to visit my website, navigate to the podcast section where you can sign up and stay updated and participate in the show. Our episodes typically run for a duration of 30 to 40 minutes, ensuring you get a compact yet insightful dose of valuable information. So get ready to unleash your profit powerhouse potential. Join me on this podcast as we delve into the strategies, stories and secrets that will drive your success. Remember, Your journey to becoming an influential person and prosperous business leader starts right now.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another provoking episode of the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, your compass for unraveling the secrets, stories, and strategies that drive profit and success in the world of business. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you here for another inspiring conversation. But before we dive into the heart of today's discussion, allow me to introduce you to a true catalyst of personal and professional transformation, Dr. Benjamin Ritter. Driven by an extraordinary journey, Benjamin's story is one of self-discovery, purpose, and a relentless pursuit of personal growth. Benjamin's journey begins during his undergraduate years when he found himself personally, professionally, and socially adrift. In a pursuit of a single-minded goal, he discovered that it came at the cost of ignoring his own well-being and the importance of relationships. It was at a low point that sparked a desire for change and set him on a path of self-improvement, which we're here to learn about today. Benjamin, welcome to the show.
2: I'm really happy to be here. And I love hearing parts of the story right to me because it's almost like I can watch myself again.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. why don't you um, Why don't you tell us some of the highlights of how you've gotten to where you are here today, some of the turning points. I know there's been a lot. I read a lot, but I don't want to. I don't want to take away from you sharing the story. So please feel free to go ahead and and kick us off with how you how you got to where we are today. And then I've got some other questions I wanted to ask you.
2: Yeah, there are so many different branches and so many different paths that led me to where I am right now. I guess in summation, you could just say that I woke up to the point that I was being re- really reactive in my career. And that's where a lot of the resentment and negativity and judgment of my leadership and the organizations that I was a part of was coming from. And so I decided to take the reins and actually do a really, really reflective career audit, taking a look at all of my journey. The professional disappointment, the personal disappointments, the social awkwardness, the fire and spark of entrepreneurship, the meaning of passion and purpose and values and the love for coaching and helping others. And so I took all that information, asked myself, what do I truly care about? What do I love about work? What do I dislike? And where do I want to go? And that led me down this path of organizational and talent development as well as leadership and career development. And Honestly, it's it was really important for me to experience what I did um, and each specific turning point, such as... Losing my passion and purpose, which was professional athletics at the time or the desire for professional athletics, to getting four different job offers over the course of two and a half years canceled and pulled away after signing on the dotted line, to in, in the face of fear, deciding not to launch a business and instead go back to grad school, to having terrible, unbelievable leadership around me that was authoritative and caused people to come crying into my cubicle office every single day. And all of those things led to me being to where I am today and deciding to take this path and to launch a business to help people truly let go of the constraints that they feel they might have towards work to create a career that they can really truly say that they love. And especially for leadership. Awesome.
1: I guess um, a lot of this led to where you are today. I believe uh, your system is called the live system. And um, I I think you talk about the three C's of leadership and And uh, some of this went into your doctoral. Maybe you can elaborate on some of that for us.
2: Yeah. So Live For Yourself Consulting is the name of the company I founded in about 2016. And it's the For Yourself was more of a a reason why, uh, because people keep saying live instead of live, (laughs) because it really is about living. Right. Uh, And when I first started working with clients, uh, live was the acronym of the pillars that I would take um, each individual person through. So life intentions, values, expectations. But there was the the people that tended to be more successful in the program had certain traits. And that led me to develop the three C's of self-leadership. And if someone had clarity where they wanted to go and what they stood for, they had confidence, they believed in their skills as well as themselves, and they had control, they were able to show up and craft an environment with people, community, relationships, uh, just mainly being intentional no matter how they felt and they built a support system around them, they were more likely to lead themselves. And so I kind of did a little bit of a adaptation of my system to focus on developing self-leaders within the realm of leadership and career development. And that all derived, by the way, from a lot of it from research in my doctoral program on value, congruence, job satisfaction, motivation, engagement, all those lovely things that relate to a happy work environment.
1: Um, you, what are the, you mentioned the three C's uh, what, what, uh, clearly they stand for something. So could you share what those are? Or?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll go over them one more time. So one, the first one is clarity. So okay. clarity stands for clarity of self, meaning, you know, your values and through those values, you can drive goals. So goals are not goals are changeable. You can craft them, uh, dependent on what you're trying to achieve or what you stand for. So for example, I could be fulfilled for creating change and improving health through coaching, through workshops, through writing articles, through releasing podcasts, etc. So those goals are changeable depending on reactions within the environment or what you personally want to focus on at the time. But your values tend to be pretty consistent. So if you know what you stand for, then you can figure out multiple paths to get to where you want to go, which is a really important point for people that are trying to improve their situation or to grow or to develop. So it doesn't matter if one door closes because there's literally an infinite amount of them attached to what you care about. From your values and from your goals, if you become clear on those, you can walk into a room and someone asks, what do you, what do you do? And you actually have an answer for them or tell me about yourself. You actually have an answer for them. That is one of the best indicators of confidence. And so from clarity comes confidence. And that's the belief in yourself personally, just in, in general, do you believe in who you are as a human being? Do you feel safe? Do you feel that you're able to tackle anything that comes up from you? So we work with clients on reframing beliefs, identifying what those limiting beliefs are, making sure that they do feel safe within their work environment as well as their personal environment. And then that also can relate to building skills. So confidence is two things. It's self-advocacy, belief in the self, and well, self-esteem, belief in yourself, and self-advocacy, belief in your skills. So for example, I can't tell you how many leaders I've worked with that are scared about giving feedback, but have never once read a book about giving feedback. And so this, it may seem common sense, but until you have clarity of the direction you're going and what you want to develop and who you want to become, it can be difficult to take action towards the things that you want to learn. So once we tackle those two three C, two C's, you then have clarity, you have confidence, but now you have to go do something about it. So intention is your control. What are you controlling and crafting your environment to be aligned to what you truly care about and what you believe about yourself? So that could mean letting go of people that don't serve you. It can mean building new relationships. It can be leaving a job or moving. It could honestly be just anything that relates, taking action towards the things that you define for yourself. And that can be difficult if things are still holding you back. But you can't have control. You can't actually do things and take action until you have clarity and confidence. Without that, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're probably going to be led by fear. And so, in those through those three pillars, we can create an aligned and fulfilling career and life for people that I work with, or for yourself if you want to do it for yourself.
1: Awesome! So, clarity, uh, confidence, and control. And you mentioned live, live before. I'm not sure if it's part of your current program, but you had an acronym. What was that? You said it so fast, though, like I didn't quite catch it. It yeah, was, but it sounded so, good, though. What was that? Uh,
2: so live. It's it's basically, and I wrote, I created a workbook the live for yourself workbook, I have the Live for yourself Revolution podcast. Live LIV and E was something I created on the back of a napkin on, on the way to one of my doctoral classes and in, in between some Chicago and LA as in the air and I was trying to figure out what truly leads to a, a fulfilling life. And that led to well, you have to make decisions that matter to you as a person and what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve and so the live system stands for l life which is your goals so very similar to self-leadership in a way i is intentions so are you intentionally showing up are you committed to your goals v is your values so do those things align with who you are at your core if not you're going to feel misaligned and then e expectations or do you have the boundaries that you need in your life to ensure that you are able to live true to your goals, your your life, your intentions, and your values? It's very similar to self-leadership, except the live system is more of a decision-making system. So should I make this decision? Well, does it relate to your goals? Does it relate to your intentions? Is it relate to your values? Is it, and how does it relate to your expectations? And so they're they're, they're kind of intertwined, but Self leadership more so relates to who I work with today in terms of leadership development and my doctoral program, and is less of a let's just work with on your life, and more so let's work on your career and your and your leadership development as a professional.
1: Awesome, yeah, those are those are awesome. The uh, so in your journey, I mean, you've dedicated obviously years to altering your behavior, and can you maybe highlight some of the key practices and strategies you've implemented to help bring about such changes? I mean. Uh, I'd
2: love to hear about some of that. Yeah. So, one of the first things anyone really needs to do is explore what their values are. And so, at the core of self leadership and the live system is really understanding who you are. And when you can figure out what your values are, you then can almost create a, a kind of an assessment to rate your relationships, your job, yourself. Because let's say, for example, I have my top 10 values and I rate myself on each of those values and how aligned I am in my life and how true I'm living them. I now have a score out of 100 that will allow me to to rank my own self or those relationships with that job. Anything under 80, you probably need to make some changes. It also allows you to ask the question, so Ben, if my number one value is health, well then what's one thing I can do to live more true to this value today? Or Ben, you feel pretty drained and stressed what's what's currently happening in your life that is misaligned with your values you generally if you are stressed or drained in your life you are doing something that does not align with who you are at your core and so that values piece is absolutely critical there's like seven or eight different steps to it so i'm just gonna i won't go too deep into it unless you would like me to but yeah um what was that
1: you can you can listen through them if you want for sure
2: oh Always through them. So basically yeah. you want to take a look at your happiest and least happy memories. So there should be about five of each. It can be difficult to figure out what those five are, but you identify those. And then you detail them out in terms of who was there, what were you doing, what was happening, what were you feeling. Just really try to immerse yourself back into those memories. Once you have all of that written down, you look for themes. So you can basically look at everything that you've written down, highlight key words, try to read through them and see what's consistent, and write down those themes. From those themes, you pull keywords or phrases. From those keywords and phrases, you then ask yourself, who am I at my core? You then build on that. Now you have a bunch of words that relate to who you are at your core that lead to a more happy, fulfilling life experiences. From that, you pull your values, so you can say, um, so then you you pull each individual keyword or phrase and say, if I had this but not this, would that be okay? As you end up prioritizing that list, you get your top five to 10. Now you have your values, but there's different categories in your life, such as work, relationships, and self. So then you would define your value for each one of those categories because each one, it can mean something different in each one of those categories to you. Once you have those definitions, you then can build an assessment. So then you can kind of build like a little calculator for your life. But that's really how you get to what your values are. You don't have to take some online assessment. You have all the answers inside. you. You don't have to quiz a bunch of people around you. Like If you want, you can go ask your friends, like, what would they describe about you? But honestly, their opinions don't matter. What matters is what you think about yourself and what you feel about yourself and how you truly want to live your life. And those values are important because then you can look at all of your relationships and and say, which relationships are draining me? Great. Compare them to your values. I promise you they don't score very high. And you probably will have to let go of those individuals or set really extreme boundaries to make sure that you are not being held back by those people because there's, there's you who holds you back in life, but also it's your environment and the people around you. And if you can improve the environment and people around you, taking action towards the things that you want becomes a hundred times easier. It's like not having cookies in the house. I don't care how much willpower you have. When you're really hungry and there's cookies there, you're probably going to eat them.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the something that you said that a few times that really resonates with me is the whole idea around core values. And, um, I, you know, I, I've experienced some coaching, which which uh, sort of dug into probably in similar ways to how you get people's core values out of them. But also at work, I also did that with my team. We took a long, it was a two-day event where we pulled, you know, it took a long time. It was, it was kind of painful, but we, could, we figured out what the core values of our business was as well, right? And now we, you know, what we've learned is how to, you know, sort of, lack of a more eloquent way of saying it hire fire train motivate you know based on our core values and that's what we try to try to and that really has been the that shift in in moving towards a core value-based approach to the business has made all the difference i mean i'm sure market trends had some impact but and luck as well but i mean we've always been able to go back to these core values and we've said look this person does or doesn't meet them and 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 i apply the same sort of logic in my personal life as well right which which is similar to what you were saying and and um i never really realized i mean you know i'm i'm older right i'm 60 and i mean it's only been in the last probably 5 or 6 years that i've really started to understand what core values are and how they affect you know pretty much everything and and um you know and and your ultimate happiness or satisfaction with your your situation so I
2: don't know if we had, and I love hearing that by the way, I don't know if we had such an issue in the past because nowadays we have so many pressures and opportunities to indulge in things that might not be who we are or, you know, in in alignment with maybe even our experiences or our family or anything like that in terms of how we grew up. And so we have, we have, we're more likely now to deviate from potentially a path that we might've just hung out on when we were younger more opportunity to try things to get lost in things more opportunity to build negative habits due to the understanding by corporations and our environment and how to get us you know quote unquote addicted to certain things and more likely to fall into certain crowds based on societal pressures and FOMO etc so it's I wonder I almost would love to go back in time a couple hundred years and say like Yeah, for sure. How do you feel? But then also you take a look, because a lot of us, and we're very blessed, especially if you're probably listening to a podcast, you probably are, to get most of our needs met, Most our our needs for safety and security, food, shelter. So then what comes next is, well, I have all this free time mentally. How do I, where do I put it?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I you mentioned something in your bio which um, it sort of caught my eye, and you said you you've had experience running um, a dating coaching company as well as a, as as your your basic coaching. And um, the uh, what what did you learn about role the role of coaching in that and that aspect of personal development, and um, you know, or any other interesting tidbits about it because it's a, it's an interesting topic.
2: Well, it takes a very long time to rebrand yourself, I'll tell you that. So a year (laughs) and a half it took for me to take everything away offline and to get rid of all the articles and all the major news outlets and such because I didn't want that to be my long term career. Right. Right and I initially got involved in it because I got almost I got recruited basically and asked to join a company and then I didn't appreciate that company's business practices, but still felt that the the lessons that I've learned I wanted to share. So I wrote a pocketbook and published it and realized that for anyone to purchase this book, I probably need to be a known individual in the space. And so started a company with a business partner and five and a half years later, I was like, oops, didn't want to do this
1: for the rest <laughs> right. of my life. Yeah,
2: And it was a sign that you really do need to stop every couple of months, every quarter, every six months, every year. And just make sure that you're on the path that is, you're going you're gonna to be proud of. You either have to be proud of your path, so you have to choose to be proud of it, or you have to get rid of it and change it. And I made the choice. It took a, a while, but to change that path. It did teach me, though, how to build a coaching practice, which I think is probably one of the main reasons why my second business, Live For Yourself Consulting, was able to take off the way that it was.
1: Yeah, the, um, that's interesting, and... Uh... And it's, it's important what you're saying about, you know, yeah, you, I, again, it sort of plays back to the core values. Does this, does what I'm working on my business and whatever, does it meet my core values? Right. And, and am I true to the core values of the business? So um, the, I saw you're also involved in sort of healthcare and stuff like that. And this um, was that something that led into the coaching or is that, or, or were you coaching within the healthcare I- industry? And uh
2: Yeah. So this highlights a bit of those turning points that I kind of hinted at in the beginning of the podcast. So I initially wanted to be a professional soccer player that didn't work out. So then I, while I was working on that goal, I didn't know what to study in undergrad. And so then decided that I was passionate about nutrition because it was the thing that was making me a better athlete. I cared, I learned a lot about health and physical fitness. So I started starting nutrition and then they canceled my program two years into the into school. So then I kind of had to make a new decision. So went into just a general marketing degree in business, thought about going pre-med, took a bunch of sciences, and right before I was going to get a biology major, just decided to not do that. So I made this decision to go into marketing, Get a, got out of undergrad, didn't like any of my career options, ended up getting a, a role as a marketing associate. Really, really disliked the role, even though it was in the field of health. So, went and started knocking on doors to see if someone would get, uh, grant me a graduate assistantship to go to grad school. And at the same time, was also building a food-based business. I had this idea for integrating health and food together because like, I because I cared about nutrition and kind of, and I had this little entrepreneurial little bug in me. And instead, instead of launching the business, got granted basically free tuition if I worked for the university in my MBA and my MP, in an MPH program, so a joint master's degree program. And what got actually started managing the student employment office, which is where my background in career development came from. And at the same time, became really passionate. My goal for nutrition graduated to a goal for health policy. So I thought I would change the world and get rid of the corruption in the food industry through working in health policy. So I actually ended up getting a job with the illinois department of public health but then out of grad school a lot of federal funding kind of disappeared that's where the four different job offers over the span of two and a half years came in so a job offer from the cdc a job offer from the illinois department of public health and two other places that all ended up getting canceled at the same time that's when i got recruited to go be this dating coach and started this coaching basically business and at the same time networked into a job in healthcare working for an acute care hospital. This is when I was bartending and I worked odd jobs to put myself in uncomfortable social situations to grow as a human being. So I'd dress up as costume characters and run around the city of Chicago scaring people for different movie promotions. I got covered in plaster. I have six like sixteen of me in, in a Kenosha Civil War Museum as mannequins because they plastered my face and my torso. I did oh, a bunch God. of odd jobs. Uh. Uh, but networked into healthcare at the time and then had a career for about seven years in healthcare while I really disliked it. And this, as all this is just being reactive to kind of the environment around me. And that's when I had that epiphany moment to say, I need to do something about my career path. I need to take control of it again.
1: Wow. That's uh, quite a, quite a journey to get you to where you, where you are now. I mean, when people, uh, people are thinking of coaching and stuff, like what could they expect? What is the experience if they're new to it or Maybe they're maybe even a little scared of taking that leap. I mean, what does coaching look like? Is it a series of calls or, um, you know, what would they expect working with you?
2: Coaching can be different depending on the coach you work with. But once you work with me, you have a very open, judgmental space for you to share what's on your mind, but at the same time be challenged towards your goals. So in the beginning, we'd set up a plan. So we really try to understand what you want to achieve and then set measurable objectives to get there. So how do we know that we're on the right path? So kind of setting M- MIT goals, measurable, important, and time-bound goals. And then we coach towards them. So we prioritize them, we order them, and then we coach towards them usually within the pillars of self-leadership. So clarity, confidence, and control. In between coaching sessions, I create worksheets. I have a, I have a little bit of an academic background, so you will be doing homework. And then throughout the week, I'll be commenting on those worksheets with you as you work on them because it's shared documents. And then we'll just check in on our progress throughout, basically, throughout the coaching program itself, which can be anywhere from three, six, 12 months.
1: Nice. You said something you caught my eye, or my eye, you caught my ear, I guess is um, better to say. Um, you said MIT goals. And was it measurable, important, and timely? Is that what with the with the M measurable? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And so it seems like a, a an abridged version of smart, right? The, um, but more, but more concise and more compacted too, right? So, um, I really like that because we we have a lot of goals we set here. We always you know make sure they're smart, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And I often felt it was a bit of a mouthful. And do we really need five letters to describe the goal? And I love the way you've yeah. you've you've reduced it to a new uh, MIT. I love that. And you, gonna you steal can it. even go to
2: <laughs> you can go to. Yeah. Um, so I I took it I took MT and I added the I. Okay. MT is from a company called Manager Tools. Okay. And okay. they have some great content on how smart goals are not smart. They're just pretty. <laughs> they're just confusing.
1: Okay. Good point. And.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I measurable in time on you can probably get rid of the I because if you're setting a goal, it's probably important. The problem is right. I've worked at enough organizations where it's not. Yeah. And you want the goal to be important, not just to the organization, but to the person. Right. And so yeah. that's why I also added right. the I. Yeah. That's
1: amazing. Okay. All right. Well, as we're sort of finishing up, um, how would people uh, get a hold of you and learn about your program and learn about you and connect for, uh, for some coaching and uh, other information?
2: Yeah. Just go to live for yourself, I have, I mean, this episode will be posted there yeah, eventually on the media right. page, as well as there's information about coaching resources and my podcasts. You can also go to LinkedIn, Dr. Benjamin Ritter. I post pretty regularly, basically daily, and I'm a top career development and executive coaching voice. So I, I comment on those articles pretty regularly too. So if you like those topics, make sure to check out my LinkedIn page.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, Dr. Benjamin Ritter, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's a real pleasure having you and uh, look forward to learning more about you um, after this episode. So thanks again for being here.
2: Thanks for having me, Glenn.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of the Profit Powerhouse podcast. Your support and engagement means the world to us. If you're brimming with expertise and eager to join us, Navigate to my website at glenpoolis.com forward slash podcast and go to the Be a Guest section to connect with us. Don't keep this information to yourself. Please share this podcast on your favorite social media platforms to empower your network with the strategies and wisdom you've gained. Your feedback fuels our growth. Please take a moment to rate and review the Profit Powerhouse podcast, wherever you listen. Your input helps us to continually refine our content to serve you better. Remember our mission is your success. We've committed to providing you with the tools and insights to drive your business forward. And we're excited to have you on this journey with us to stay up to date on the latest episodes hit the subscribe button and let's stay connected, reach out to me on social media and continue the conversation and stay inspired for resources and information. visit is my website at glenpoolist.com. And before we sign off, remember I'm Glenn Poulos and reminding you that your potential as a business leader is limitless. Thank you for being a part of this podcast where your success story begins.